0: Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese Podcast is taking it to a whole other level. All right, all right, all right. What's up, everybody? It's another firing squad. If you don't know, just ask your sister. This is your favorite guilty pleasure, the <laughs> Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. Joined, as always, the Chewy to my Han. Yes. Chad Sowash is in the house. And we are here to welcome Rick Moray, CEO and co-founder at shazami did i say that correctly Ray? shazami they're in australia i don't speak australian shazami uh, shazami that's correct shazami welcome it's 6 a.m <laughs> in, in melbourne so uh it's your coffee time and our house. thanks, for joining, yes. thanks for joining us
1: yes thanks for joining us pleasure to be here
0: well uh we always start with a little twitter bio before we get down to business so why don't you uh tell us more
1: about rick Thank you. Uh, Look, Rick is a very complicated person, Um, always been very interested in finding challenges and and new ways of doing things. So I was born in South Africa, left when I was three months old, back to Holland, where I grew up until I was 15, and then came to beautiful Australia and learned to swim with the crocodiles, swim with the sharks and um, have snakes around. So it is what it is in Australia. But great fun, and I wouldn't leave here for a million dollars or anything
0: else. Is it really true that 90% of the world's venomous animals live in Australia? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Joel's got a boner right now.
2: Okay, so Rick, (laughs) welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Firing Squad. This is how it's going to play out. At the sound of the bell, you will have two minutes to pitch Shazammy. At the end of two minutes, we're gonna hit you with uh, about twenty minutes of Q and A. Be sure to be concise. Or Joel's gonna hit you with the crickets because he loves the fucking crickets. That just means get your shit tighter and move it along. Uh, After Q and A, you're either gonna receive from both of us big applause. What is old becomes new again. Get ready for the second coming of website building. Golf clap. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe you've got something here. And last but not least. The Firing Squad. That's right, Rick. I'm sorry, Rick, but the 80s called and they want its Commodore 64-like technology back. That
0: is the Firing Squad. Are you ready? Ready as Obi. All right, Rick. Pitch
1: Shazami in three, two. Shazammy is what the recruitment industry needs to build a brand online. So what we've done is we've looked at technologies around the world and saw Shopify, e-commerce sites, Canva, and all types of uh, technologies, making it easy for people to do what they want to do. Now that was not um, available in the recruitment and staffing industry. So what we did is we scoured the world and looked at what technologies we could use to make it really easy for people to do what they essentially needed to do, to build a brand online. So build landing pages, track the referral sources, and really do it very easily without coding. So Shizami was born out of uh, pulling together no-code platforms that really dealt with all the issues that we learned over the previous 14 years. So making sure that uh, people could build landing pages, brand them, drop a job board on, drop 10 job boards on, filter it any way you want, all without writing a single line of code. So our Four key promises to the market have been simple drag-and-drop technology, no developers required, 24-7 chat support so that if you do need help when you're building landing page, new sections on the site, you have someone to talk to, supported by extensive help, a system and an academy to teach you how to do certain things. Pricing, so pricing was meant to be very much competitive and not um, – not excessive compared to what was in the market at the time. And then integrations, making sure that we have uh, every possible integration with every ATS, CRM, and multi-poster to make it easy for you to uh, connect to your your back-end systems, so making it really easy. And what that has allowed us to do is win clients from the smallest to the largest in the world. They all give us five-star reviews solely because once they see it, They'd just go, this is what the industry's needed for many, many years, because finally we can do what we want to do without having to go through some pause. Thank you, Rick.
0: Thank you. You did get that five-star commentary in there, which uh, I'm sure you <laughs> wanted to to get in there. Absolutely. All right, let's start with the name. Shazam, I think of a music discovery app, or I think of a superhero uh, that they may or may not have in Australia. It's spelled S-H-A-Z-A-M-E, so Shazami but the spelling is off. How'd you come to it? You're marketing people. Why not go with a a word that people recognize, a common spelling? What's up with the name?
1: Very good question. Look, we wanted something that was Shazam, boom, bang, here. And we we threw around lots of names. And the first version was Shazam, my brand. So it's about building a brand for for recruiters. That was too long, too complicated. Then we started throwing ideas around. And Nicole, my co-founder, came up with shazam me and we looked around and um there was not a single mention of it it was absolutely unique and um yeah we we took it we we got every url possible and uh, that's when the journey started we registered a trademark and uh, lo and behold our good friends apple and uh, dc comics sent us lovely letters resisting Shazam Now that makes more sense to me. You should capitalize the M at the end, the
0: second M, so it's Shazam me. anyway, that's my own little- Well,
1: if, if you saw the first uh, iteration of the the logo, the first part Shazam was one color and me was the second color. and so in order to get around the the trademark dispute, we swapped it around. so the Shazam was not highlighted. yeah. Mm. Okay, okay. So that was uh, that was very interesting having to deal with uh, two absolute giants of the industry, but uh, they were very good.
0: Okay, so you have a, a nice history. Uh, you're at an agency before this. 20 years ago, you were making biscuits and chocolate at a company <laughs> called Snack Time. How, talk <laughs> about the JXT, the experience, your past
1: experience, and how that all helped support Shazami. Yeah, very, very, very good question. So, you're right. I uh, have been in a few industries. I was part of a housing company before that that owned the uh, biscuit or snack company. Um, So, I built houses, 12,000 a year. So, that's, you know, many, many a week. Then went into biscuits and chocolates. um, Very. Different again, but uh, all to do with you know volume outputs and how, how to best manufacture, how to get yeah. more out you of You can the just factory. jump to JXT, yeah. get, off the, get off the biscuits, <laughs> get making off. me hungry. And then hungry. Um, back in 2006, uh, after trying to find staff uh, for another business, I just realized it was very hard to use job boards uh, that were prevalent back then and very costly. So I raised some funds and uh, started JobX back then. Which was, you know, the, the next best job board. Uh, the technology by then was definitely far ahead of the, the major competitors in the market. There were three of them back then, and uh, the GFC in two thousand and eight hit, and as you all know, the recruitment industry stopped spending on anything that was not core to their, their business. So, you know, rather than spending on four job boards, they moved the money to one job board, and uh, our technology or our platform essentially became. Obsolete, so we use that technology we developed to essentially spin out the first white label type SaaS technology for recruiters. And uh, we went on a, on a journey with Google back then to educate the market as to why recruiters should have their own brand and and how they can build it uh, well online. And we won large companies in the first sort of five years. We got Edeco, Manpower, Kelly, and a lot of Australian big companies to jump on board and, and use our technology. And so that was the journey into the recruitment technology space. Since then, we've had many iterations with under, you know, JobX that became JXT. And then, um, yeah, Shazami just before COVID hit. And that was probably the best thing I've ever done. Okay, landing pages. That sounds like job descriptions
0: to me. How How is that? How is it different? I mean, you can embed a video, you
1: can put in some graphics in the job description, like what are you doing that's different? So what we class as landing pages is, for example, you're a um, um, medical recruiter and you want to build uh, landing pages for a specific hospital opening or anesthetist in Wollongong, you can literally in five minutes build a landing page, filter it down to that category, throw whatever you want on there, video consultants, anything you want, FAQs. And have that running and then promotion on, say, Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, whatever you want, and then track everything that comes back all the way through. So one of the the things that obviously e-commerce does really well, they they track everything that comes in and everything that comes out. So you can go ROI on this Facebook campaign for $100 was 10 applications. So we've perfected that process so that even if they don't stay on the landing page, but then they go to another job or look at something else and then apply we still attribute that to that campaign not difficult technology but the way the recruitment space is set up as you know people go and buy a landing page a product that stands alone and isn't integrated in the rest of their brand or they'll go and get um, mailchimp and they export csv files and that's not connected to their their brand or website so we're, we're trying to make it the shopify of recruitment
2: so Building landing pages, nothing new for this industry. No,
1: right, absolutely not. Uh,
2: so, what's the focus of the market that you're trying to hit? Who is your perfect client? Is it a
1: practitioner? Is it staffing? Is it RPO? Who is it? Yeah, oh, good question. So, to date, we have solved lots of problems for anyone from a startup, so a single person organization that doesn't know what to do. Because as you as you know, they may have come from a big recruitment brand and they step into the world on their own and they don't know how to set up email. They don't know how to build a website. They don't know about SEO or technology or. So is it SMB or enterprise? I mean, what are you trying to cut to the chase here, man? We only have so much time. Let's get to it. Come on. And for enterprise, we solve a bigger problem in that they want the best platform so we we have uh, one of the top five in the world as our client and they were on a different platform they moved to ours and they're absolutely loving it because they now have free reign to do whatever they want they don't need to lodge a ticket to get things done so they're you know running away and that's we've seen that with lots of our clients they're on a journey on their own and sometimes we go to their site and go wow this is totally different now we we left them two years ago or a year ago look like this and now they've totally changed it and they've built all these additional things on there. So it's flexible landing pages. So
2: trying to carry on, I need concise, Rick, I need concise. Uh, We've got SMB, we've got enterprise. So you're trying to cover the whole gambit. And then uh, talk to me about customer service, because that was one of the things that you touted, which I think is awesome. So talk to me about customer
1: service and size of the staff. Uh, I will just add RPOs is another big part of our market that we're now Getting people approach us that really love the RPO concept because we have a tech stack and they can just roll them out cookie cutter style for their clients. So very popular. We've got quite a few large brands. Uh, the customer support, so the help system, the academy, and the twenty four seven chat support is winning. You know, lots of lots of love because the clients that we have can jump on and they'll ask a simple question, and you know, we we, we say that ninety five percent of all of the the support questions are solved on the spot within okay. five minutes. And
2: that's through chat. So once again, the
1: question is how big is your support team? So we've got 27 staff around the world, um, ranging from people in New York, Phoenix, Colombia, UK, Philippines, um, Indonesia, Australia, et cetera. So we try to cover the the, the full 24-7 uh, support. Obviously, sometimes there, there might be a gap or we're we, too busy, but we always follow up because the the chat sends us an email saying, "Hey, you missed this chat," so we'll follow up within you know as quickly as we can.
2: Okay, so knowing knowing that many of the platforms that are out there today, Relic ATS's, new platforms, so on and so forth, they they generally have this baked in. So why would they buy something? That is just an additional piece of cosmetics
1: versus just using what came with the system. Correct. So, in the staffing space, we have, or we're not aware that any ATS has a fully baked marketing platform. So, we're talking Bullhorn, Job Adder, Loxo, Job Diva, et cetera. None of them have a baked in full platform. There uh-huh. are a couple that that claim they do, but when you then look at it, it's a very stock standard you know, everyone looks the same. You can't change anything. You can't edit it. It's all within a a very solid framework. You certainly can't go, you know, building 10 job boards on the site. You can't throw landing pages on. You don't have the connection between consultants and jobs and testimony. You don't have that ecosystem that, you know, as I mentioned before, e-commerce sites thrive on and that's what makes their success. Those platforms don't have that, and as I said, we certainly don't know of any that, that do it well. That's in the staffing space. In the corporate career space, yes, you may have a few that do it, but what we are seeing, they're very clunky old technology. Um, and the clients that we talk to, once they see ours, um, they just have a big smile on their face during the whole presentation because they can just see how it can help them grow their their talent acquisition path in the digital space.
2: So you mentioned some platforms, Bullhorn, Luxo, et cetera, et cetera. Do you actually partner with them to be able to sell within their systems or do you just go direct? Bit
1: of both, depending on what what their model is, but certainly with Bullhorn we're in the marketplace.
2: Tell, tell me the ones that you actually have partnerships with that you are selling together with, and then the
1: rest of them we know, right? So that's the important part. Yeah, yeah. So Bullhorn we're in the marketplace. Jobbiter, and then we're marketplace. Uh, we just signed a, um, a marketplace agreement with Elviente. With we're with Itabu with Broadbean. Uh, we're also finalizing Lockso. And then there's lots of the the other ones where we have an a, a agreement with them because they don't have a marketplace. So in in total, we have thirty five integrations so far ready to go. And there's new ones come along, so we just did one the other day. It takes us two or three days because of the the no code technology platform that we use. It so it's very quick to get an integration up and running. How how much
2: how much revenue is actually represented by your partnerships percentage wise?
1: I would say at least eighty percent. So most okay. of our most of our referrals at the moment are inbound. So we've done very little marketing to date. Um, it is mostly inbound. As I, as I said, some clients refer lots of their colleagues to us. Um, they'll just say, "Hey, we've worked with Shazami. It's just amazing. We love it. It solves a lot of our problems." And we know everybody
2: inbound? loves it, Rick. What answer yeah. the question? Let's move on.
1: Come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about money
0: real quick. Uh, according to Crunchbase, at least, you guys have bootstrapped this whole thing. Is that true? Do you plan on raising some money? Is this thing going to continue just to be self-funded? Talk about
1: the, the investment. Great. So to date, we have had some investment from clients in the industry. So we've, we've got about five, six investors, all from the industry that saw the tech and invested very, very small amount. We tried to, Nicole and I tried to keep uh, as much of the equity as possible. We are now embarking on a raise to to expand our team globally, mostly in sales and marketing. Because as I mentioned, we haven't really marketed anywhere before. Uh, so that is really where we're up to now. We're, we're looking to raise up to 2 million USD. Do you guys do a URL, ma- URL
0: mapping? Yes, we do. Okay. Is that usually a big hurdle to get a company to map a URL to your platform? No, very easy. Not very easy? No, very, it, it's very easy. easy. Very okay. Easy. More political than technical, I know, but sometimes <laughs> companies worry about that, that kind of shit. So recruiters aren't traditionally marketers. I know Canva and and some of the ones, and I, you know, I, I've used lead pages and Unbounce before from a marketing perspective, even for marketers, that takes a little bit of training. How, what's the bridge like to train recruiters to use the platform? Do they have to go through a internal approval process? How do you make it easy? Do you have you know webinars about how to use the service? What's is it onboarding a pain in the ass? Talk about that.
1: That was one of our absolute must must haves before we launched the product. So Nicole and I, whilst we've been in the space for a long time, we actually can't code. We can't write a single line of CSS or HTML. The test that we both said for this product to succeed. We must be able to build a recruitment website without writing a single line of code or without help. And that was the absolute hurdle we needed to cross. So, Nicole is sales, I'm very much about product and ideas. We both, and just like you, Joel and Chad, you could build a website for the recruiting space, fully integrated with probably 10 minutes of, of training or looking at a couple of videos. That is how simple it is. What's the typical use case from the
0: job seeker side of it? Is the goal typically click to view the job description? Is it click to give us your email address and then we'll contact you? Is it like, what is the typical... You know, in most marketing, it's like, "Hey, give us your email, and then we'll send you a white paper, or you're you're signed up." Like, what's the use case on Shazami?
1: So the most common one, we obviously have a, a many different options depending on what ATS they use or how they want to funnel people into their process. But typically, it's a job listing it could be from one job to fifteen hundred, two thousand jobs. People can search and refine just like on on you know, e-commerce sites, they will go, I want an engineering job in Melbourne or engineering job in New York. They'll have the list up. They can then filter through them. They can read more to look at the full job detail page uh, and then they can apply. And typically the most common um, way to apply is what we recommend is just first name, last name, email address, and a CV. Uh, and sometimes, you know, in, in the fast moving space, people don't even ask for CVs anymore. So we make it As easy as possible, we don't want to have the barriers that a lot of ATSs natively have where you have to register and you have to fill out three pages of of stuff that is never used during the application, and then you finally get to put your CV. So we're about quick conversion in and out.
0: What's up, guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising? Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.ai. HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. Hiremaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting hiremaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R dot A-I.
2: On that line of thinking, are you using uh, a partner for parsing to be able to parse all that data so that you can get it into
1: something that makes sense to the system? So our great partners tend to have those in the ATS. So the parsing is done at the ATS level. So we send the the CV in, and we can get that data back. So you generally, you are a contact,
2: really high level contact gathering of information and the you're passing the CV along. Although in many cases, these applicant tracking systems still need more uh, apply right through their process. Do are you then just pushing them? So you're becoming pretty much a lead form at that point, and they're still having to apply through the uh, the applicant tracking system.
1: No, they apply through us, and we send that information into the the ATS. So first name, okay. last name, email address, CV. Then if they wanted to, so we've job alert. So again, the automatic you know, notification of when there's jobs. We we're heading down the path where we integrating into. Uh, Shazami CRM. So if anybody applies, registers, or creates a job alert, we push them into the CRM with the information as to what they selected. So an engineer in, in New York, that then builds up uh, a very um, effective marketing engine to then send SMSs, campaigns, whatever you want to to that uh, audience.
2: So you said that you're looking to expand globally where?
1: USA. And Europe is our main main focus, so North America and EMEA, so Europe, Middle East, et cetera, and then APAC. So there are common markets, uh, English-speaking markets. We are multilingual, and we do have a client where we've rolled out 14 countries in Europe with, I think, 20-odd languages. So our platform is fully multilingual. And, again, it's very easy to change that, and we've made it so flexible, you know, Anyone can change languages and make make widgets different. Okay. So you're going to
2: tackle Europe and US, the US all at once. Correct. Okay. So I reached out to a couple of friends of mine, industry analysts, and also people that are in RPO, one of them, RPO in the UK, and none of them had actually heard of Shazami. First and foremost, does that surprise you? And secondly, how are you going to rectify that with only
1: 2 million USD? You're absolutely right. Um, as I mentioned before, m- or all of our um, clients have been acquired through uh, inbound leads. The markets globally is 166,000 companies according to LinkedIn um, in the staffing space. We are attending all of the events that are obviously are the most common ones, the, the SIA, Bullhorn, the ones in the UK. So the, the way we're going to tackle is outbound outreach through LinkedIn, outreach through email marketing, through the partner network. That's really mm-hmm. how we want to do it through broadbeans GW, et cetera. That is how we are going to tackle it. So we've modeled this out quite extensively uh, based on cost of acquisition. We know roughly what the industry average is. Two days, as I said, we've spent zero dollars on marketing. We know it is a can be a very clear path in the recruitment industry because you have such a finite and dedicated audience you need to target Mm -hmm. so we we've mapped out pretty well how that's going to how that's going to happen it's going to be we're going to be everywhere you've said a
0: few things your landing page development company i guess self-serve development company but you've talked you've said job alerts uh, via email i assume talked about seo what else do you guys do? Uh, is there a social component to this? Um, I assume your all your web pages are mobile responsive. Talk about the other things that you do other you know I think it sounds really simple to say like you build a web page, but it sounds like you guys do a
1: lot more expand upon that. You're right. and, and a lot of people do look at it just as a as a web page. We actually build very complex. We have a complex platform that's easy for people to use and that includes you know SEO pages consultant pages sector pages so we've over the years defined what we call the ideal site architecture for recruiters 90% of recruiters that we talk to don't get that concept and once we show them they understand ah you've got to have you know mining recruitment pages to attract employers and mining job pages to attract candidates and that needs to have content on there needs to have consultants on there everything needs to be automated so in our platform once you put a job on or we receive a job from from one of our partners, everything is automated from that point. It's put onto the job boards, put onto the sector pages, put onto the consultant pages. Job alerts are sent out immediately. If there are landing pages with that on, that is um, instantly populated. So we're very much about automating that whole process. So once that, that website is set up, everything is very, very simple and automated and SEO optimized. So we do send... Feeds to all of the aggregators out there, you know, like Indeed, LinkedIn, etc. So y- your job really goes everywhere. The minute the consultant presses the the, the publish button in their ATS, you
0: mentioned Mailchimp Chimp earlier, and Mailchimp uh, launched this week. I think it's in beta. Maybe it's it's uh, more more widespread, but they've essentially integrated ChatGPT technology to basically automate the creation of emails that are really custom to the user, uh, which is pretty exciting and slightly scary if you're in the business from a threat perspective. I don't see you guys having the the military buildup to take on something like a MailChimp or bigger companies that'll be able to automate these pages being created. I, I My my sense is that most recruiters don't like making landing pages or managing pages. And if they could automate it through something like uh, ChatGPT, what MailChimp is doing, that you guys are toast.
1: Tell me where I'm wrong. No, it's a, it's a fair point. The first and foremost, as you guys know, the recruitment industry is very niche. And the reason I use MailChimp before was because a lot of Clients that we know just export a CSV file out of their ATS, throw it in Mailchimp. Nothing talks to each other. People unsubscribe. They don't know who's unsubscribed because next month they'll just download a new CSV file, throw it in Mailchimp again. So that's that's sort of what we're trying to avoid and fix for the industry by having a fully integrated um, marketing system. In terms of ChatGPT, we launched already um, our own ChatGPT widget. So imagine you're you're on your you're a recruiter. You'll want to type. Um, you want to get a blog up and running you just drag the chat gpt widget onto the page you say write me a hundred word article on why nurses should be working in sydney and it will type it for you you can preview it edit it and publish it within a couple of minutes so we already have that and we also have a secondary version that is a bit more sophisticated and can do a lot more as well and we are certainly going down the road the good thing about ChatGPT, it's all open technology, as you know, so it's not that hard to to build on it. And we are certainly, uh, the people that we've shown are just sit there smiling because they know that they we can cut their work time in half or make it so easy for them to do. So, yeah, absolutely agree. It, it is where recruiters want to go because they are typically short of time, have better things to do. Um, If they're in a small firm, obviously, if they're in a big firm and marketing is their role, they'll love it even more because they can push out more content.
2: Let's talk about exit. So who is your perfect acquisition partner? Who would come in, (coughs) acquire, (laughs) just because they're in Australia. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Share a foster and buy my company. Who is that perfect partner that you were looking for? Or is that even the exit strategy at
1: all? Yeah, so there is definitely an exit strategy, whether that's a public offering or an acquisition. There are plenty of fish there in, in the sea that are big enough and are in the space that could expand their offering to the industry with, with a product like Shazami. Um, you don't need to think too far from you know, LinkedIn, Indeed, that type of company that has a global footprint and has recruiters as a, as a prime audience. It's someone where I think we can add a lot of value and revenue to the to their top line because everybody, in reality, every recruiter, every corporate TA team needs to have a career site or a recruitment website to promote the job openings. We've only seen it get harder in the last two years to, to find and attract good staff. So that, that problem will remain. Chad, global aspirations, chat
0: GPT integration. This sounds like a really fucking expensive product. Rick, talk about the price Better for
1: be. us. <laughs> I've done this before a number of times. And, and one of the other items that I didn't want to have was a legacy monolithic platform. So as I mentioned to you, Nicole and I were the guinea pigs to say, we have to be able to build recruitment websites, which we passed flying colors. That was tick. The way we did that was through selecting appropriate parts of a platform. Think iPhone. Apple doesn't make the screen. Samsung does. Up to recently, they didn't make the chip. Intel did. So we took a very similar approach in our design. We said it had to be a microservices-based platform, not monolithic. So if we wanted to replace parts, it's a very quick and easy, we'll replace this piece with another piece. So what that meant is we, we decided on no-code platforms. Just looking for the pricing there, Rick. <laughs> Just looking for the price. Cut to the chase, my friend. Yeah. So no-code platform is what underpins what we do. So we've been able to do what we used to do with 20 developers, now with a number of developers, and we're running so fast that we can't actually keep up with the speed of development. Pricing's on the website. Everybody,
0: feel free to go out there if you want to know about it. All right, Rick, it is time to face the firing squad. Are you ready? I'm ready as I'll ever be. All right, get him, Chad. All
2: right, Rick, I love that you and Nicole have great industry experience. We're not seeing enough experienced industry folk uh, like yourselves, so that's pretty that's pretty damn refreshing, and it's awesome. I personally led a project. Um, that launched a, a build out of 40,000 job site domains and worked with over 100 Fortune 500 companies in building out their websites. Hold your breath. As in 2009, 2009, we were doing that. So I'm very familiar with the process and, and definitely familiar with being able to scale that tech. The thing that we didn't do, even though we did launch at that scale, we didn't go after Europe and everybody else. You know Why? Because focus and discipline means something. And $2 million, we had we were over 20 coming to the bottom line at that point. So we had some major pretty good revenue for a small organization. 2 million is not enough to take on those two fronts. Period. I think that you guys need to, to be more focused, need to definitely get somebody in there from a marketing standpoint that will squeeze that message so that you have a a nice, concise articulation of what you're trying to provide. And at the end of the day, I I, I think you got a chance. I think you got a little bit of a chance if if you focus and you have discipline and you don't go and try to invade America
0: and Europe at the same time. So I'm going to give you a golf clap all right rick you're still alive man you're still breathing (laughs) great (laughs) a little bloodied mad max style a little bloodied uh crocodile Dundee style that's what the australians do well so chad you said 2009 when that that little uh project launched and and i remember that uh that period that was glorious and (laughs) that was 14 years ago and on a marketing side, landing pages I mentioned lead pages unbound like that was a thing about the same time. I always try to temper myself chad because we we try to talk about such innovative things, cutting edge stuff, but at the end of the day man h r recruitment these are people that are that are not ahead of the curve by any means, so like now. I really have to temper myself to say when someone comes to us with, we do landing pages and I just want to go, what the fuck? Go, okay, hold on. (laughs) Remember what industry I'm in. Remember where I am, okay? Job postings. We do online classified help wanted ads, basically. So I'm going to temper sort of my mentality going into this. I understand that people hate their ATS. They hate to have to go through a platform to create things quickly. They want to throw a page together Talk about nursing jobs in Melbourne or uh, warehouse jobs in Toledo, Ohio, whatever. Like, I get that people want to have that platform like yours to do that quickly. Uh, it sounds like there's not a lot of hurdles to get those done. Marketing doesn't have to w- look at these pages. You really saved your shit when you said we're putting in some chat GPT automation. <laughs> copywriting stuff like if you had not said that it would have been bad for you my friend but you that was great you talked about the market the potential market i think it was sixty-six thousand. you know staffing companies rpos people that want like an efficient cheap fairly cheap uh solution like yours damn it this is not sexy i think it's maybe something a agency uh you know somebody will snap up uh Boor. 2 million is not um yeah 2 million is not high expectations for that series a funding round so it, it sounds to me like you're just going to get over that hump get something that is is something that someone will will be uh, interested in buying you know if that's your goal you know for me like i got to put my 10 year curve hat on and say like we're in hr and god damn it rick you and your Aussie mentality and gung ho spirit man I'm- <laughs> I'm going to give you an applause and on top of that
1: I'm going to give you a Shazam. Yes sir. All right. How do you feel? Yeah, feel uh, feel good. Thank you for for the feedback. Um absolutely um you've hit a, a few good points there. The just just as a addition the 2 million was a seed round only, not a series A or a series B. So um, we we certainly have a plan to not just have 2 million to expand. So it'd be 2 million seed, grow rapidly, then go for your Series A and then Series B. So there is a a longer-term plan to, uh, to grow rapidly. I do get the focus, Chad. And that's certainly something to have a, have a chat about. Well, when you do get money, promise me you'll update your website because it looks a
0: little bit like Steve Irwin and Mad Max down some Fosters and went to Photoshop <laughs> and made a website. <laughs> Chad, another one is in the books and he just made it out alive. We out. We out. <laughs> This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Cheese podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. dot com.
2: Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering, how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio, to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and
1: predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcast.